It's showtime, folks! Hola, this is Shelly Martinez. This is former WWE superstar Luke Gallows. Here's your boy Shaq Gaspardy. This is the World Warrior Low Key. This is Terry Fulton of Ring of Honor. This is Christopher Daniels. And the gospel according to the Fallen Angels says that you are listening to the SNS Radio Network. Hey, yo, say hello to the bad guy, Scott Hall. Big Daddy Cool Diesel slash Kevin Nash on the SNS Radio Network. Hey, what's up? It's the LDB, one dirty bit. Boom! Uh, this is Booker T, the five-time WCW champion. And you're listening to SNS Radio Network. Hi, gang. This is Mean Gene Okerlund from the WWE. Hey, this is Olympic gold medalist Kurt Angle from TNA. And you're listening on the SNS Radio Network. Oh, it's real. It's damn real. The world is listening. The following program is closed captioned for the thinking impaired. This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. You are now jacked in to the Virtual Matrix. Please stand by for all the latest in professional wrestling, video gaming, movies, and entertainment with Chris Kelly of HeadlocksToHeadlines.com and the latest in video gaming with the sensational sequel. What? Yes, he's back. And here is your host... The force is strong with you. Henceforth, you shall be known as... Money on the mic, J.J. Sexy! Remember, all I'm offering is the truth. Guys, good evening. Welcome to another edition of Unplugged right here on the SNS Radio Network. Of course, I am Mr. Money on the Mic, JJ, all caps, sex A. I just want to say thank you to everyone who's tuning into the show tonight. I see a packed chat room. Glad to see you guys for another edition of Unplugged. We've got a lot of things to talk about. We're going to have a shortened show tonight. Just two hours. In two hours, we are ending the show. I've got things to do tonight. And I know that the fucking foreign kid, Chris Kelly, will be meeting Kurt Angle today 
sometime. So uh, I don't want to keep him up too late. But a lot of things to talk about in a shortened amount of time to get him done in. So with that said, let's not waste any more time. Let's go ahead and jump into the SmackDown recap for June 3rd, 2011. Tonight's edition of SmackDown featured uh, a few really good matches. We had an awesome main event between uh, Randy Orton defending the WWE World Heavyweight Championship against the number one contender Sheamus in a match that saw Christian appointed as the special guest referee. Uh, We saw a match between Daniel Bryan taking on Ted DiBiase, which in my opinion has to be match of the night. We saw Ezekiel Jackson take on Wade Barrett for the Intercontinental Championship. We saw Alicia Fox and Tamina take on the tandem of Caitlyn and AJ, again managed by Natalia. And we saw the in-ring debut tonight of one Jinder Mahal, also known to me as Tiger Raj Singh here in the uh, Alberta area, wrestled for many years as Tiger Raj Singh. So a lot to talk about. Let's go ahead and break things down. I do believe that we started things off with Christian cutting a promo on how he felt that he was screwed over and deserves his shot at being the world heavyweight champion. We see Teddy Long come out. They have a back and forth. Christian puts it to the audience on what they want. The crowd goes absolutely apeshit nuts, wanting Christian to have his title match tonight or at least a triple threat. Teddy Long says, no, not going to happen, but, uh, you know, ends up appointing Christian as the special guest referee. Um, We see the in-ring debut of Jinder Mayhall. We see a backstage segment where Matt Stryker is talking to the great Kali and Jinder Mayhall. And uh, really good promo by Jinder. I'm liking where they're going with this. So we see his debut match against Yoshi Tatsu. Uh, in this particular match, it didn't last but I think about two minutes. Jinder Mahal looked really good in his debut. I'm very impressed. This kid's come a long way since uh, the days I worked with him. Because really, when I worked with him in Stampede Wrestling, strong as they come, sometimes didn't even know his own strength. Um, I've seen him be very stiff in the ring. But from what I could tell tonight in the uh, shortened match that he had with Yoshitatsu, it looks like he's learned to control his power. He gets the win over Yoshitatsu, and then he shakes Yoshitatsu's hand, helping him up, showing that he's the gentleman, as we have the great Kali come in from behind and apply the vice to the head of Yoshitatsu. So I'm liking the heel heat that these guys are getting. It's nice to see Kali kind of dominant again, but uh, I don't know, guys. He's looking rough. Kali can barely walk, it looks like. So I don't know how long this is going to last, but kudos to Jinder Mahal. Hopefully we can do something with him and Kali I'm, I'm very proud of what 
Jinder Mayhall has done so far, knowing him as I do. We have a match with Alicia Fox and Tamina. They're accompanied by Rosa Mendez, who now has is sporting dark hair. You thought she was Melina at first. Um, taking on the team of Caitlin and AJ, this is a rematch from last week. Of course, they are accompanied by Natalia to the ring. They have a backstage segment where Natalia gives her best advice, just win. Uh, really awkward promo. I don't know what the – I really don't understand where they're going with this uh, Natalia now managing divas rather than being a diva. I, I kind of confused as to where this is going. This was a really quick match as Alicia Fox and Tamina beat Caitlin and AJ in probably about, I don't know, three, four minutes. I mean, you blinked, you missed the match. Uh, we have a match up next, I believe. Daniel Bryan taking on Ted DiBiase. Uh, fantastic match. Fantastic match. You know, a lot of people have written Ted DiBiase off. And granted, you know, he's been nothing but a preliminary jobber guy for a long time just putting people over. But the match he had with Brian, and I know Brian gets a lot of credit here, but DiBiase did a lot of really good things in this match. Daniel Bryan at one point comes off the top rope. DiBiase counters with a drop kick. Uh, he goes, the finish was awesome. Ted DiBiase goes for Dream Street, which if you don't know what that is, he's locking in the million-dollar dream, and then he turns it into, a, into like a full Nelson-type slam. Daniel Bryan counters the move, rolls him over, and turns it into the LaBelle lock and gets the one, two, three, well, he actually gets the submission as Ted DiBiase is too far away from the ropes and taps out for the victory. After the match, we have Cody Rhodes who comes down and attacks Daniel Bryan. Ted DiBiase helps him as well. And uh, we have Sin Cara making a rescue, helping out Daniel Bryan as he does a head scissors takedown to both Cody and, of course, Ted DiBiase as they scamper up the runway. We have Daniel Bryan and Sin Cara motioning for them to come back to the ring. So that segment I thought was really good. Sin Cara looked good in his entrance, clearing the ropes, and then hitting the uh, hitting those moves on both the former members of Legacy. Earlier on in the night, we had a promo from Cody Rhodes talking about, you know, Daniel Bryan's going to be in the audience one day when he wins the World Heavyweight Championship, just like everybody else, and that he's not done with Daniel Bryan by a long shot. Of course, we see that in the match with Ted DiBiase as he does interfere and attack after it's all said and done. We get another stupid Obama promo for capital punishment. I'm really getting sick of the whole dream sequence thing. It's really getting on my nerves, but we have Ezekiel Jackson who actually gets an intercontinental title match against Wade Barrett. Um, this match didn't last very long. Zeke really dominating Wade Barrett goes for the torture rack and uh, Barrett grabs the ropes and gets out. Basically, what ends up happening, Jackson wins by countout, and then he's attacked by Slater and Gabriel as Wade Barrett decides to look on and walk up the rampway and leave both guys to their eventual beatdown by Ezekiel Jackson. So this feud is heating up. I would look for Zeke to win the Intercontinental Championship at the next pay-per-view. Hopefully that happens. I think he's, he's definitely due for it, and we've seen so many finishes in the last few weeks where it's either been a countout or a DQ. I think he's due at Capital Punishment. We have a promo with NXT winner, I believe it was season four, Johnny Curtis, who basically says that, you know, R-Truth was his mentor 
and he won NXT, and he was guaranteed a World Tag Team title shot with his pro. Obviously, that's not going to happen at this point in time. And basically, he cries over the spilled milk as he you know, pours milk into a bowl and then over himself. Very interesting promo, kind of awkward maybe. At one point during the broadcast, they bring up Karma, uh, having her spill on Raw, saying that she is with child. And Booker T says, do we know who the father is yet? I know, facepalm at people. I just, I don't know. I, I almost feel like they're going to turn this into a storyline. I don't get it. But uh, the main event of the night, we have Randy Orton and Sheamus. Really good back-and-forth match. I really enjoy the chemistry that both Randy Orton and Sheamus have had. Um, in the end, Randy Orton gets the victory over Sheamus via a nice RKO as Christian at one point goes down to, uh, to make the three count as Sheamus has Orton down. He gets to about two and then says that he hurt his wrist. He stops counting, which allows Sheamus to get up and in, into his face. And while Sheamus is not paying attention, Randy Orton uh, is standing behind stalking Sheamus, who turns around and gets hit with the RKO. One, two, three. Still your world heavyweight champion, the Viper, the apex predator, Randy Orton. After the match, we see Randy Orton celebrating with the world heavyweight championship. Uh, he then puts it down, goes to the turnbuckle and uh, basically celebrates to the crowd. As he turns around, Christian grabs the World Heavyweight title and smacks him right upside the head, cementing the fact that Christian has now simply turned heel, or at least has vengeance in mind for his next opportunity with the World Heavyweight Championship. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is the SmackDown recap for tonight. I loved the show, quite frankly. Uh, again, this is the wrestling show. You want to watch professional wrestling? SmackDown is the show to watch because you're seeing more wrestling than you do on Raw. Or so I'm told. I don't watch that show anymore. So, But I'm definitely impressed with the, uh, with the action tonight. Storylines are, are melding well. I think SmackDown is becoming the better show. So with that being said, I'm going to give it a, a B-plus for a grade tonight. And uh, that's what I think of SmackDown on the Sci-Fi Network for June 3rd, 2011. With that said, guys, let's go to the phone lines powered by headlocks to headlines.com and joining me on the phone lines right now he is the owner operator and editor-in-chief of headlocks to headlines.com it's time to talk a little bit of news with our international man of mystery the one the only the fucking foreign kid chris kelly dude what's going on the international man of mystery i'm not sincara sincara is the international man of mystery i don't wear a mask actually he's the international man of botchery this is true. Now, I have a question for you, okay? You I have know an answer. They banned, you, you know how they banned headshots to... Uh, sorry, headshots to head of wrestlers? That belt shot by Christian, that was a, that, that was a clear shot. You can see uh, one's hands were down. Now, for that, would he get fined? Because that was a straight shot to the head. No, because it was a belt. <laughs> but the belt probably hurts more. But it's not a chair, Curly. It doesn't matter. Okay. It's not a chair. Okay, that's bizarre. Anyways... It's been a bizarre. Now, usually following the taping of SmackDown, they have a dark match. Well, apparently there was no dark match. Apparently, after uh, Orton and Christian left the ring, Mark Henry came out. And like, and usually what happens is they have a face versus a heel. The face wins. Well, Mark Henry came out, and for about 10 minutes he stood there. Nothing happened. So he waited. Nothing happened. He grabbed. He he then grabbed. He then, he then grabbed the microphone. And each time he he went to cut a promo, 
they they they, they would cut, his, cut off his microphone. So this, so this really annoyed him. So after about like this went on for 15 minutes, okay, and then Mark King was there for 15 minutes waiting for someone to come out. Then following this, they played the music of Vincent Man, Hornswoggle, and the Great Cully. And then, and then Tony Timber goes, "Thanks guys, thanks for coming," and left. So it's kind of bizarre. I mean, what 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 did you happen there? What do you think it was just a cock up, or do you think it was a joke on Mark, on Mark Henry, or what? I don't know. That's a that's a really good question. I don't know what they're trying to pull with Mark there, but uh, maybe it was a rib. I don't know. Well, it's, it, it, it's a bit bizarre. I mean, because the crowd were there for 20 minutes, wasn't it? Like, dark match, hello? I don't know. Now, apparently a fan tried to jump the railing during the Randy on Seamus match, which is stupid. Anyone that jumps, jumps the railing is stupid. I love it when fans jump the railing. I love it when fans try to, enter, to, to put themselves in the match, and then they, they find out firsthand that wrestling isn't as fake as they thought it was. We've seen in the past guys like Eddie Guerrero kick the shit out of guys who jumped over the rope and gotten involved in the action. Uh, you know, again, if you're stupid enough to, to put yourself in that position, you deserve whatever you get. Uh, it, it's just it's comical to me. I mean, I love the fact that these fans don't get it, that, you know, <laughs> they want to be a part of the action or they really feel like the good guy is getting, you know, getting beat up and they want to help him out. I, I mean... <laughs> It doesn't get any better than that. I love it when that happens. I I was watching an old episode of Nitro, and a fan tried to jump the like jump the rail when the whole of the NWO was in the ring, and Kevin Nash just nails him with a boot. <laughs> the guy goes flying over the top rope. I mean, just be, just be smart. Just don't jump the no, just, just not smart. Now, for the last couple of weeks, uh, people have been talking about the future of CM Punk. Now, it's interesting to note that he is. That the last show he has been advertised for is August sixth. After this, he's not been booked. Now, do, now, do, now, do you did it? Does this look like his, his way out? Because this is a month away. Are we talking uh, about we talking about uh, Foley? No, CM Punk. Oh, CM Punk. CM Punk. Yes. Um, you know, I'm hearing things that, regardless, his last feud, if he signs or not, he's they're going forward with the feud between uh, John Cena and CM Punk. Yes. And if he doesn't re-sign, that'll be a lot like the Jericho situation in 2005. And so that makes so basically, what what'll happen is is CM Punk will uh, obviously lose on his way out to John Cena, much like Jericho did. Uh, you know what? I don't know what the hang-up is here. I know that there's uh, has something to do with trademarking the name CM Punk. Yeah. And I know with Sinclair buying the ROH, you know, uh, with the Sinclair Group buying ROH. And them getting a, a TV deal, I mean that might be an option for CM Punk. But uh, in the long term, why why be the big fish in a small pond when you're really a pretty big fish in the big pond right now? I just think that'd be a waste to, to lose it. So hopefully they come to some agreement. I'd hate to see a guy like CM Punk leave the company. But uh, hey, who knows? Maybe if he strong arms him hard enough, he'll get what he wants out of the deal and they'll keep him around. I mean, he in my opinion, CM Punk is a valuable commodity to this company. Whether yeah. they feel that way or not, I don't know. But I think he is a major star for them. And if he leaves, it's going to leave a void in that roster. Just my opinion. Well, in, in my opinion, Punk can be a heel or a face. Everything he's done in WWE has been fantastic. And as much as we hate to admit it, 
Jeff Hardy helped this. Jeff Hardy, by getting done for being with, with drugs, three weeks after a feuding with CM Punk, that made Punk a superstar. Because that made his point even more true. So Punk leaving WWE would be a big loss for WWE because right now on the war brand, they are lacking heels. I mean, they've got CM Punk, R-Truth. Those are... Those um, are really, really Alberto cr- Del Rio? No, Del... In my opinion, it seems like it seems like they got cold feet with Delio. He's still one of your major heels, though, Crelly. No, nah, I've lost. I don't see him as big as I saw him. Fan. You still have Miz, and apparently you still have Riley, who I thought was drafted to SmackDown. But Miz has gone down a bit, in my opinion. He's since those two weeks where he's been attacked by um, Riley, he's gone down from being a main event player just to being with Midcard for a bit. And, that, I, and like, that's not a bad thing, by the way. No, it, it's not. But I mean, at the same time, I think you've got more viable heels on the Raw brand than you do faces. You know, John Morrison right now out with an injury. When he comes back, I hope they push him to the moon. Uh, aside from that, you've got Rey Mysterio, who everybody oh, yeah, beats fine. the fuck out of. So, you know, in my opinion, you need more faces on that brand than you do heels. But, you know, it is what it is. I totally forgot about Rey Mysterio. Um, now, speaking of Mars Vestas, uh, Sin Cara now... As we know, he was moved. He was moved over to SmackDown because they wanted to edit his matches. And according to backstage sources, WWE officials aren't really happy with how he's going, but they are determined to push him to the moon. Because of course, he was Triple first signing, and because he'll also bring in the Mexican audience. And it's interesting to know that, that they actually signed his sparring partner. Now I can't, I can't pronounce the, the name of his sparring partner, but isn't it like Alberto like that? No, it, it's it's Averno, I believe, and. He's not necessarily a sparring partner, but he is like his biggest rival in Mexico. Um, you know, I think yeah. in the CML promotion, CMLL. When I say sparring partner, I actually meant you know in the um, in the videos that they uh, used to hype him. He was in that. Actually, they, actually, no, no, that was uh, but, no, that, that that was not Averno. The guy they used in those promos was the guy that was wrestling as Alex Kozlov. Well, according to Figure Four, what, what, what we're in right now, both of them were used. Both of them were used in videos. Interesting. So, what else do we have? Um, now, here's another thing that people have been upset or have been questioning karma. Now, of course, she's pregnant. And people have, have been wondering, what will WWE do, WWE do with her? Well, apparently, according to Figure Four uh, Weekly, no one expects her to get released. Because if she gets released, karma could sue. And with Linda McMahon running for a Senate again in 2012, this would be a bad thing to do, considering WWE got sued by Dawn Marie because they, they released her, uh, WWE released her when she was pregnant. Now, the current idea is that Karma will make up the lost months on the end of her contract. So expect a year or two, or a year and a bit to be added to her, to her contract after the pregnancy. You know, I mean, you can look at this two ways, but when you think about it, you know, if, if I hire you, to do a job and I sign you to a couple of years and then within the first month or two of your job something happens where you don't get injured but you know again a situation where you cannot work for nine months is it wrong of me to fire you because I just hired you to do a job and if you can't do the job what's the point of keeping you around I understand that point of it too but the fact that, yes, Linda McMahon is going to possibly be running for Senate again. They don't want any blemishes on her record. 
I don't know, man. I, I have mixed thoughts. Really, Harmony and I have discussed this a lot between the two of us. And we both feel like karma really blew her opportunity here, okay? This is the first time that I can really think, and I'm not using Dawn Marie because she was never really that big of a deal. Yes. Karma was brought into this company to be one of the dominant divas. She never had a match ever in this company. She delivered beatdowns to the different divas. For her in a month to come in and then all of a sudden find out that she's pregnant while in the midst of this big angle that she's involved in, this has never happened in the history of professional wrestling, at least in the WWE. And, well, and we both feel like she completely screwed this opportunity up. Look, I said it the other day. I'm going to say it again. Whether she says she's coming back in a year, I don't, I don't know how she's going to do that. Because, again, you've got to look at nine months, you're pregnant. You've got to look at healing after the pregnancy. That's going to take about six weeks. And then are you going to tell me that she is going to leave her newborn child at home so that she can go on a full-time schedule with this company? I don't think so, guys. I really don't uh, think so. As a mother, uh, you don't want to leave your child behind. You want to bond with that child. Apparently, she is expected to be back for WrestleMania 28. That's when she's scheduled to be back. We're talking WrestleMania 28 in Miami, right? That's the one yeah. that's coming up, right? I'll believe that it. If I, you know what? I don't believe that. We'll see, but I, I just... I don't know, man. Cool. Okay. Uh, speaking of pay-per-views, now, as, as you know, WWE changed their um, bragging rights pay-per-view to Uprising. And, uh, and then they, they changed it again to Vengeance. Now, the, the, the reason they did this is because Dragon Gate USA uses the pay-per-view Uprising, and they didn't want to clash. Now, I'm pretty sure if WWE wanted to, they, they could easily buy the name Uprising. I mean, they bought Karma. They bought NXT. The name NXT. Could have bought it. Now, here's a question for you, JD. WWE, oh, not, here's a question. Yeah, WWE are currently um, going through, and every bit of footage that they, that they have got, they are currently now putting into a, a, into a, a digital form. If you, could go, if you can go through every single footage that WWE owns, what DVD would you like to see? If I could have any DVD that yeah, I want, any, comp any compilation, well, let me see. I would want a Kurt Angle compilation because we never got that. I would want a Macho Man DVD with people actually talking about his career with his actual story and bio where they take and, and grab interviews from him, from his career. I, you know what? Probably more than anything, I'd want a Macho Man DVD. I mean, we, they've already put one out that just has, has matches. But well, WWE does the best stories, and I would want one with a story. I think, considering that he's bound to go in, in the Hall of Fame, I would give it a good percentage chance that that DVD will be made around the time of his induction into the Hall of Fame. That's me having a quick guess. Now, what else do we have? Um, we have... Now, I'm going to go to a bit of TNA news. Uh, apparently, the Ultimate Warriors is having some ongoing war with Hulk Hogan on the internet involving Twitter and YouTube, and he apparently he's, he's just upset with Hulk Hogan. Now, JD, I know you've been following this more than me. What's going on there? Um, <laughs> well, as you know, the Ultimate Warrior has gone, um, has gone into the social networking sites now. He has a Twitter. Uh, he's got a YouTube page. He did a fantastic tribute to Macho Man Randy Savage a few weeks back, um, about 18 minutes 
of really passionate stuff. And then right after the fact, decided that he wanted to, I guess, bring Hogan down. And I guess this is partly in response to the fact that Hogan is supporting Brian Knobs for all the things that he said about the Macho Man Randy Savage, saying that it was all a joke and that's just how Brian Knobs is and people are taking it way too far. And uh, I think Warrior might have been a little offended by that and says that, you know, he basically, that karma is coming to collect and he's got some things that he wants to talk about. And I don't think we're talking about karma from the WWE, but then again, <laughs> maybe that's who the baby daddy is. I don't know. Let's call Maury. <laughs> let's get Hogan and karma on the Maury show and find out if Hulk Hogan is the baby's daddy. Um, no, look, seriously, I don't really know what's going on with Warrior and Hogan, but I have found it very entertaining. I have been enjoying the Ultimate Warrior uh, basically throwing jabs at Hogan, Hogan throwing jabs back on Twitter, telling people to pray, to pray for the Warrior because he needs the prayers. You know, he doesn't need the hatred in his life. So I don't know. It's an interesting story. We'll see where it goes. Somebody actually thought it might be an angle trying to bring the uh, Warrior into TNA. God, let's hope not. But that would be pretty epic. That, 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 that would be pretty funny considering they have just fired... Mick Foley, and I'm pretty sure that they will announce a new network executive. And if you read all reports, it's someone from the 90s. Now, would it be funny to have just have Warriors shouting the whole time at Hulk Hogan? Would, not, would that not make great TV? Bro, I, I could see it now. I could, and I don't have the dream sequence music. But I could see it right now. I could see it right now on Impact. Hulk Hogan! The network has decided that the Warrior is the new representative. The moon is aligned with Uranus and karma is coming to collect. Now that would be quite <laughs> fun to watch. As for McDonough, uh, no, Foley is not officially gone from TNA. His contract is up in September and he stated in an interview that he's not going to be signed. So there's a good chance that he might probably head back to the E. Which I, which I, I think would be great. I, I think Foley will, could have one last role within the E, possibly as a raw, like as a raw GM, because Foley is 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 a big name. It's now, funny. Speaking, I, I was talking to Mick Foley on Twitter today. You were? Yeah, he was basically putting it out there. He wanted people to um, tell him what he should do. Should he should he go back to the WWE? Should he go back to TNA? Should he do new modeling? I mean, there was a lot of options that Mick Foley was throwing out there. And uh, I responded to Foley, and I said, you know what? Mick Foley, as the raw, anonymous GM, make it happen. I said, and personally, Mick, I would love to see you go back home to the WWE. And uh, I guess he responded to everybody's tweets and said it was an over an over-zounding response that uh, he needs to go back to the WWE. I think it was like 2% wanted him to uh, do the nude modeling. And uh, so just funny stuff on, on Mick Foley's Twitter. Uh, you know, I, I on a personal note, I've met Foley several times and I've talked with him several times. He's a really genuine guy. And maybe once his contract is up, I'll try to book him for one of the shows here on the network. But uh, I just I hope that Foley goes back to the E because I think that's where he needs to be. That's that's where his legacy is. Just get out of TNA as quickly as possible. Now, speaking of getting out of TNA, I, I hope that TNA do not re-sign Eric Bischoff. Eric Bischoff is an idiot and a moron, okay? Because on Twitter, he put out 
that um, that the internet um, that the internet fans are only ten percent of the of teenage viewing audience, and that internet fans should spend spend more time getting layered than they should be uh, be worrying about impact. Now, wow. Mr. Bischoff, I'm pretty sure that the internet fans are not as small as ten percent, and there's a difference between internet fans and smarks. They're not the same. Everyone on the internet, me, JJ, everyone on the chat room, everyone on Twitter, they are part of the IWC because that's the internet wrestling community. Everyone on the internet is part of the internet wrestling community. Smart are people that spend hours upon hours dissecting matches going, this match is good because they had great chemistry. That's a smart. But we are part of the internet wrestling community. It's a big difference. And I, I, I think I've funny. said that once or twice, Crowley. <laughs> what are you trying to say, man? I think I've said well, guys about chemistry in the ring. What do you? I mean, okay, I'll grant it. I'm not one of those radio shows that pulls apart how you do a drop kick or tells you that you're punching wrong or, you know, this is not one of those shows, but I've said people have good chemistry. Look, the only difference between myself and Eric Bischoff is that, well, he's had more opportunities in professional wrestling than I have, and he's damn sure made a lot more money than I have. But aside from that, there's really not much difference. I'm a person just like everybody else. So he can feel whatever he wants to feel about the IWC. In the end, he knows that they listen. And in the end, it doesn't really matter anyway because, well, we're talking about TNA. Well, you know what? Like, TNA, I don't mind because they don't matter, Crelly. Well, in my mind, they do matter because I'm trying to get, like, I'm trying to support this product. I'm getting behind it more and more. And you know what? TNA are fantastic at promoting internationally. I mean, in England, they get batshit crazy coverage. In Mexico, they get batshit crazy Like, right now, Jeff Terry is, is actually help, helping uh, book uh, AAA Mania, which is the big pay-per-view for uh, Triple A, of course. And he's helping book all the angles, at all, not all of them, but he's helping get involved. And that's going to involve in some um, crossover between AAA and, uh, and TNA. Now, for TNA, that's great. Because... I think they could do uh, they, they could do with the international exposure. And I don't mean using a Sin Cara ripoff that's actually amazing red. So this for them could be a great idea if they can get the right coverage with uh, AAA helping them out. Uh, yeah, what an idea! Let's let's actually like bring Mexican talent in, you know, and put them in a mask instead of using Amazing Red as a character and not Amazing Red. I mean, what's wrong with Amazing Red? He's not Mexican, JJ. So. What does that have anything to do with it? They you want know, to counteract Sin Cara. See, and again, that's the problem. If they would worry about the shit that's going on in their yard and not what, you know, the big rich house on the, on the corner there and the WWE is doing and worrying about the, the, the yard gnomes and, you know, uh, the professional equipment that they have on that yard and would worry about their own, then maybe this company would have a chance. And I still don't know what it's called. Is it TNA or Impact Wrestling? I'm still confused. It, it Impact Wrestling. That's that's what they are. That's what they are rebranding to. They've just changed their Facebook and Twitter to Impact Wrestling. They've just changed the tour to Impact Wrestling tour. T, uh, TNA is a company. Impact Wrestling is a product. Now speaking of TNA, now I know this upset quite a few people about TNA apparently kicking out a member of the audience who was tweeting results to uh, Peter Insider. Now, according to Peter Mutober, the uh, guy was actually kicked out by the uh, staff from Universal Studios. 
it was them who kicked the guy out. Apparently, TNA are, are against this. There's not much you can do. You, you, you can't really argue against your boss. As, because on a, they are staying there for free. So um, the Universal Studios can do what they want. They, they can kick whoever they want out. And apparently, if people are caught tweeting results, first they are warned and they can be banned anywhere from up to a month to indefinitely. And I think we, I think we said it before, they need to go live. That's the only way to stop spoilers. Go live on a Thursday, it would help the ratings, and it would stop people tweeting spoilers. Uh, what else do we have? Now, here's something that Trey would be interested in. Apparently, TNA have now dropped the idea of reforming America's Most Wanted. Apparently, they think that Harris turned up not in a good enough shape, and his work rate was pretty poor at the last pay-per-view. So apparently that won't be happening. Uh, oh, once again, poor Chris Harris just doesn't seem to. Uh, I, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't know what to say here. I mean, when he showed up and, and I saw him in that in that shave, it's like, you know, he looked a little better from the Braden Walker days, but still looked really bad. I mean, <clears throat> if you're a professional wrestler and you're just sitting at home and you're working the indie in, in the, the indie circuit, and you were a guy that was, you know, at one point in time uh, a pretty decent name. And you were in pretty good shape. Is there any reason why you're not in good shape now? I mean, again, he went to the WWE, let, his, let himself look like total ass, and then he gets another shot with TNA, and once again, he looks like ass. I mean, I, at some point, you have to look at it and be like, okay, maybe I should take my fat ass to the gym and start working out. Maybe I should start hitting some fucking roids and get a cycle or two going so that I look good again. I, I mean, maybe it's me here. I don't know. But you're in a business that is about the way you look. Your look, your image is what is marketable in professional wrestling. That's why you don't yeah. see a lot of fat guys in the WWE. That's why you don't see a lot of fat guys hanging around at TNA. I mean, Samoa Joe's the exception to the rule. But most guys have a pretty defined body and can work that style. Not only do you have to have a good look, but you have to be in shape. Even Samoa Joe has conditioning, even though he's a fat dude, okay? The dude ha is in ring shape. He can go out there, and he can wrestle a match for 30 minutes. Maybe not as good as he used to, but he's in ring shape. And to me, Chris Harris was neither in ring shape nor good shape. So why should they bother with the guy? Now, the best thing about his return to TNA was the crowd. When they rang the bell, go back and watch pay-per-view, the crowd, half the crowd chant. Knock, knock. The other half ch uh, chants, who's there? The other half uh, chanted, uh, Braden Walker. It was the most fantastic thing I ever heard. But um, wow. now here is JJ, the biggest news of the week. China and her um, adult film, should we say that, to say the least? Yes, her, her vivid video film. What is it? Backdoor into China. Her reps were claiming, what, a week or two ago that she was not involved in this. And now we find out that the preview has been leaked. I know some of the footage has been leaked online. And we find out that China is in lesbian scenes. She's in scenes with multiple guys. Um, yeah, she did the porno. It happened. And Sean said it's boring but hot. Sean, next week your homework is to do a, a, a fucking review of that shit. Um, now... <laughs> Now, China actually spoke to, to uh, TMZ, and um, she said, the whole thing has been a constant drama. Um, 
It's all good in the end. Teenage Wrestling Mr. Boat. Here's a question. Did someone who just starred in a film called um, um, Back Entrance Into China really just say, it's all good in the end? Did she really just say that? Um, yes, Crelly. Uh, to, to, to relay, she just said, it's good in the end. Now, here's my question. Here's my question. Uh, nice try there, McCrelly. A company called TNA, why wouldn't you hire somebody who's in a porn? <laughs> Think about it. Well, I actually got from, from, I actually got a bit of heat from uh, um, at the actual uh, the uh, UK Pie because they did a uh, all-female uh, spin tackle with fans. And JB goes, welcome, everyone, to the TNA spin tackle. And I, ch- and I shout out, yeah, literally. And JB just looked at me and gave me like, the most dirtiest look ever and carried on with the recording. I think I might have to uh, check with Vivid Video and see if I can't get uh, an advanced copy of Backdoor into China uh, to Mark the Shark to Carlo. Let him review it right here on the SNS Radio Network. Because if anybody's qualified to review Backdoor to China, it's my colleague, Mark the Shark to Carlo. Oh, it's true. It's damn true. It's real. It's damn real. I thought that was a great show. Like, like I say, the uh, main event between Christian. Like with with uh, Seamus and Orton was a fantastic match. The belt shot was was just ouch. I mean, that was a full shot to the head. But I think this was set up because there are reports of a uh, of WWE holding a scramble a scramble match at one of the summer pay per views. Now, would it not be a bad idea to have the scramble match for the World Heavyweight Title be on SmackDown? You have Orton, Christian, Seamus. Mark Henry, and someone else from SmackDown have a five-man scramble match. And here's something that I, I want to ask you guys. Did the WWE give Christian the belt too early? Should it have been a WrestleMania moment? Should it have been on the grandest stage of them all? Or were they right to have this knee-jerk reaction to Christian winning it? Because in my opinion, it would be better to have it at, have it at Mania have Edge come out, then you and then you have Edge and Christian in the middle of the ring hugging, like Benoit and Eddie Guerrero. And Eddie Guerrero. In my opinion, that would have been a much better moment. But guys in the chat, I'd love to hear. Yeah, yes, there's meant to be a scumble match. Uh, one of these summer's pay per views. But well, you know, I I think I've said all along, and I said prior to that the match, that I didn't think Christian was ready for that. I didn't like where they were going with it. I said that Alberto Del Rio should have won the match. Two days after he wins the match, what happens? He loses the title. So I even said on this very show, and I said it on Wrestling News Live, that if you were going to do it, you have Christian chase that title for a year, and then you have the big payoff at WrestleMania. So that's something I've been saying for a while. I thought it was a mistake to put it on him. And Vince McMahon just does not see him as a main event guy. That really is the bottom line. I like Christian, and I think he's a fantastic worker. But at the end of the day, he doesn't look like a world heavyweight champion. And like, and to me, like, I think him winning it at Extreme Rules at a small pay-per-view kind of lessens the wow factor. I mean, if they had Edge run out of Mania, who hadn't been there for like a year, and had him cost the champion the belt and give it to Christian... To me, that would be a much bigger moment. But to have it at, at, at Extreme Rules the week before where Edge was on TV, it just took away from everything. And I, like I say, it would be much better to have 
him and uh, Edge at Mania hugging in the middle of the ring, kind of um, shade of Benoit and, uh, and Guerrero at WrestleMania. Well, yeah, that, that could have been something, you know, obviously to replace that moment because that's one of those moments they don't show anymore, you know, because of what happened yeah. with Benoit. So, you know, and I agree with that. Uh, I just, I, I felt like it was bad timing, and I don't think that, I think it's because Edge got injured and it was just, you know, they had to do the draft or they felt they needed to do the draft as quick as they did. And the only reason they, they put the belt on him was so that they didn't put it on Del Rio, who was going to Raw. I mean, to be real honest, go back and, and look at the roster right now. Go back and look at the, the draft picks that were made. And you know exactly what I'm talking about. Orton was predestined to get that belt the moment he walked into that locker room. Not because he politicked and, and wanted it, but because he is the focal point of SmackDown. And I said all along, and I, I maintain it, it was a bad move to put it on Christian. Well, that, that draft was kind of knee-jerk. I mean, if you, for example, just look at Active Riley, okay? He appeared once on SmackDown, got RKO'd, and now he's officially back on Raw. Have they so said he's officially doing. back on Raw? Because I was under the impression he was drafted, and they're just still using him on Raw right now. No, on Raw, it, he, he said that, um, it actually said that, that the Raw GM signed him back, and he's now back on the Raw page oh, on, on .com. Unbelievable. What a waste. Riley could have done so much better on the SmackDown brand. Away from The Miz, kudos to the WWE for fucking something up again. Listen, there was one more bit of news that I want to cover real quick. I got you. And it might not be a big wrestling topic, but it could be. The moment that I heard that Shaquille O'Neal retired from basketball, I said, man, if the WWE wanted to do something big at WrestleMania, there's your guy right there. Because a couple years ago, there was that buildup between Shaquille O'Neal and the big show. Now... WrestleMania 28 coming up. You got Rock versus John Cena. Why not add a big match to that as well and have a feud between the Big Show and Shaquille O'Neal? See, Shaquille O'Neal is one of those athletes that I could see sticking around. When I think of Shaquille O'Neal, I think back to the match between Bam Bam Bigelow and uh, Lawrence Taylor back at WrestleMania 11. Lawrence Taylor was one of the only football players to ever transition. Even though he had the one match, he did a fantastic job in the one match, okay? I could totally see a guy like Shaquille O'Neal, who knows how to entertain crowds, do the one shot at WrestleMania, and then maybe make a career change and kind of jump into wrestling for a little while. It'd be something well, like different. Said, He's a huge wrestling fan, and you've already got a ready-made feud between him and Show. Well, like you, say, you say that... Um both WWE like WWE.com said WWE uh, universe members uh, Shaquille O'Neal uh, has uh, has had the world of buzz since announcing his his retirement after his tussle with the uh, with the Big Show as board uh, as board guest host. Would the fans like to see the 15-time All Stars winner uh, settle in for one more rivalry? And um, and also the Booker for Dragon Gate USA, Gabe Sapolsky, wrote this. It's no secret that wrestling, uh, sports entertainment, needs something to shake it up. Um, the WWE has uh, gained a great boost recently with with the return of Dwayne the Rock Johnson, and and now they need a and now they need another hooker uh, for the mainstream publicity like Mike Tyson in ni- 1996. The answer the answer just quit his his job and became a free agent. His name is is Shaquille O'Neal. 
sh- uh, Shag um, is is on the market. It's well documented that he, he that he loves wrestling, and he and he understands it too. He knows how to entertain and perform. His size and uh, and athleticability is fantastic. The best part is that is that he can now become a wrestler if it's a man wants him to. I'm telling you, I think Shaquille O'Neal's money. I think that they could do some big things with Shaq. I mean, you know, one of the largest basketball players. You know, you've got Shaquille O'Neal against the Big Show, the largest athlete in the world. It's got money written all over it, and it's a tailor-made feud. I mean, a guy like Big Show and Shaq, sign it, Vince. If you're smart, you're going to do it. Yeah. I mean, why not? And and, and let's say he's a wrestling fan. He, He understands wrestling. And that would bring in more main, mainstream media. So that being said, look for look for Dixie Carter and uh, the Nimrods over at TNA to offer Shaquille O'Neal a deal next week. Nah, I think I'm, I don't think TNA would do that. To be honest, I, I I honestly don't think TNA can afford any more big players right now. ZMG is asking me who would be the heel. Well, it's obvious it would have to be the Big Show. And you say, but he's a face right now. Well, you're right. I mean, he is in a feud right now involved with Alberto Del Rio. I'm saying you don't pull the trigger on this thing for months. I mean, you let Big Show and Alberto Del Rio have their match. After the fact, you know, Alberto Del Rio is obviously going to go over in this. You know, you turn Big Show heel by the fall. And then around the Royal Rumble, you bring Shaquille O'Neal in. And all this time, you've had him training learning how to wrestle, and then you bring him in at the Royal Rumble and you start something between him and the Big Show. That's how you do it. You let it build to WrestleMania, and Big Show has got to be the heel because he's a much better heel than he is face. Sorry, love your show, but I prefer you as a heel. Well, they can do what they did when they did it with Floyd Money Mayweather. Have Shaq in, in, in the crowd. Have Big Show go batshit crazy and have him make the save. That's one way to get him involved in the feud and have show as a heel. But that's my uh, news for the week. So unless you have any more, we'll hit the break and talk a bit of gaming, I guess. Yeah, I, that's, I think that's pretty much it. Why don't we go ahead and take this first break, and uh, we'll come back and bring the sensational sequel, Sean, on, talk a little bit of E3, some gaming news, and then we'll open up the phone lines and take some phone calls before we jet out of here tonight. And I do have some emails we're going to read. So uh, packed show. Not a lot of time to get things done, guys. You're listening to Unplugged right here on the SNS Radio Network. And, hey, Crowley, I got a treat for you. Listen to the commercial break and you'll find it. Okay? We'll do. Okay, All right. cool. All right, guys, we'll be right back right after this. Self-high-five. Yo, monkeys, it's me, P-P-P, the king of Bada Bing, the master of the diamond cutter, the three-time, three-time, three-time world champion. And you, well, you, monkey, you're listening to JJ on the S&S Network or the S&S Radio you choose. Stay tuned or you will feel bad.
Hey guys, it's Mr. Money on the Mic, JJ, all caps sexy of the SNS Radio Network. If you're looking for the latest news in professional wrestling and, of course, some of the best columns on the World Wide Web today, visit headlocks2headlines.com. That's headlocks, the number two, headlines.com. It's the official news site of the SNS Radio Network. You should make it your official news site as well. Once again, triple W dot headlocks to headlines.com. I have voices in my head. They counsel me. They understand. They talk to me. Since 1996, audio wrestling has been getting in the ring as your definitive source for all your wrestling desires. Interviews with some of pro wrestling's biggest stars. Providing you with a wide selection of award-winning wrestling shows from past and present. Such as Ministry of Slam, Monday Night Mayhem, In Your Head, WrestleCast, Sunday Night Showdown, Wrestling News Live, Between the Ropes, RVD Radio, WrestleCast, and Wrestle Talk Radio, and many others. If you can't get enough Mad Mania, climb into the ring with Audio Wrestling, www.audiowrestling.com, and check out all the real voices of wrestling radio. Audio Wrestling, keeping you tuned in since 1996. Hello, I'm the mastermind, Mr. Zodiac. And I am Sergei Heminov, Russia's seven-time World Rubik's Cube champion. And if you are looking for somewhere where your voice can be heard... Where your opinions are not shut down by capitalist pigs. Where the best and latest wrestling topics are discussed. And where your pregnant wife can be sold for a pig and a tractor. Then look... Wait, what? I said where you can send in your questions and have them answered by wrestling fans. That's not what you said. Yes, it was. I have not had four shots of vodka for no lost memory. Anyway, if you enjoy wrestling as much as we do, then look no further than what would fans do. If you've heard something from the latest wrestling news or want to comment on your favorite WWFD podcast, no matter what the opinion, question, or comment may be, we want to hear from you. Please, don't hesitate to get in contact with us via our email, wwfe at ymail.com, and also on Twitter at SNS underscore WWFD. Oh, and Mr. Zod, do not be forgetting our new Facebook page. Just search for What Would Fans Do on SNS on Facebook. SNS, the best interactive wrestling radio network in the world. What Would Fans Do, archived every Saturday night, right here on SundayNightShowdown.com. When you want wrestling radio, you must look no further than the SNS Radio Network. Come now, let's have some vodka. Yeah. Sunday, June 19th, from our nation's capital in Washington, D.C., appropriately titled... 
capital punishment. Oh, yes. And, Brooke, who better to talk about capital punishment than the president of the United Man, States? Man, can you imagine the president having a press conference for capital punishment? It'll probably go a little bit of something like this. Good afternoon, everybody. Would you agree that WWE Capital Punishment's a clever pay-per-view name? Yeah, I absolutely agree on that. We heard that WWE superstar The Miz might run against you in 2012. How do you feel about that? I'm happy to have that battle. Awesome. But what makes Capital Punishment so entertaining? Is it John Cena, Randy Orton? I, I'm confident that's what the American people are looking for. Would you ever consider becoming a WWE superstar? Can you picture that, Chuck? <laughs> and I understand, Booker, that there's uh, quite a guest list for capital punishment. Hey, this is TNA Superstar Magnus, and you're listening on the SNS Radio Network. Keep it here, boys. All right, guys, we're back right here, the SNS Radio Network, unplugged. Of course, I am Mr. Money on the Mic, JJ All Cap Sexy. And here momentarily, we're going to be joined by the sensational sequel, you know him as Sean, we're going to talk a little bit of gaming news of the week, probably get into some of the things that are going on at E3. I do know that I have not spoken to my capadre on the Causecast in the last couple of days, simply because, well, as you might have read on all the social networking via Facebook and Twitter, that uh, he is right now, as we speak, um, playing the latest WWE video game wwe 12 as you know unfortunately smackdown versus raw is now dead and we found out that wwe 12 is going to be a new franchise that will be unveiled and in retail stores november 22nd so i'm looking forward to hearing all the details from charles trip i know he's not allowed to speculate or comment on the build that he's been playing all week until tomorrow so hopefully by Tuesday on the Causecast, we'll have all the information that you need concerning WWE 12. With that said, let's go to the phone lines powered by HeadlocksToHeadlines.com. Ladies and gentlemen, joining the program, the sensational sequel is back once again. Dude, what's up? Nothing much. Just sick again. Very tired. Yeah, that sounds about right for today. Yeah. What's right. up with you, brother? Oh, not much, man. I've been uh, I've been battling sickness. I've been battling rain. It's been it was raining all week, and then we had a little bit of sun, and then we had hail and shit today. So it's it's been a crazy day. <laughs> yeah, I know that. I've been sick for about uh, since last Thursday. Yeah, about a week now. So I mean, it's kind of it's kind of crazy that I keep getting sick so quickly. But hopefully this will this will stop right here because I really want to. Uh, get better and just stay better for a long time but who knows now I, I did find out some interesting info this week that i'm going to be pursuing uh as you know we had diamond dallas page on the on the program this past week mm -hmm. 
And as you know, in the past on Wrestling News Live, in the last couple of months, we've also had Kevin Nash, right? Oh, yeah. Well, I found out some interesting news that uh, the Calgary Comic Expo, which is coming up in about a week or two, both Diamond Dallas Page and Kevin Nash are going to be appearing at the Calgary Comic Expo. And they're going to be alongside names such as William Shatner, Summer Glau, uh, Jonathan Frakes of Star Trek The Next Generation. Lots of people showing up at this one. Right now, I'm in the process of getting accredited as a media source to get into the event. Regardless, I'm going, and uh, yeah. hopefully I'll get some video footage from the event. And maybe, just maybe, since this is a show that deals with not only wrestling, but pop culture, movies, entertainment, video games, perhaps, just perhaps, I can book somebody like Summer Glau or William Shatner on the program. Can you imagine getting a, getting a liner from William Shatner for this show? That'd be epic. If you go... Just um, Summer Glau kind of made me like stop my tracks. If you go though, I want Summer Glau to say, uh, "I just want you to get home video saying Sean loves Firefly." That's all I want to hear. <laughs> no, <laughs> dude, Firefly is the, is the shit. That's all I'm gonna say. Firefly, Firefly is the shit. I love that show. Love Serenity the movie. So I hear you, but uh, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna try my best to finagle some things from some of the celebrities there and maybe set up some uh, interviews also jess harnell of rock sugar you guys know i love rock sugar right oh yeah he's the lead singer and he's also the voice of ironhide from the transformers movies so he's going to be at the expo as well and i definitely want to sit down and talk with him and possibly get an interview with him to bring on the program because i've tried in the past to go through the press agent but maybe if i can go straight to the source and bring Jess Harnell. We'll have a, a whole night where we play some Rock Sugar stuff and talk to Jess Harnell. I think that would be an epic unplugged episode. Yeah, it would. Uh, it's definitely would. Um, it would be really cool to get away from all the wrestling interviews. I mean, I'm not trying to say the interviews aren't good, guys. They're great. Just want to get outside on unplugged. Want to see what else is peeking out the window. You know, I've got uh, I got a few people that I've got on the list that I'm kind of going to contact here in a few days uh names like gabe sapolsky cliff cliff bletsky i'm going to contact a few of these guys and see if i can possibly finagle my way into getting a interview with these guys i'm uh i'm really hoping to see what they uh that they have to say if i can actually get these guys because gabe and cliff are two of the guys that are on my list gabe number one because He's in, he's in charge of Valve, basically. Valve is one of the greatest PC gaming companies. Hold, 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 hold on, hold on. Did you say Sapolsky, though? Yeah. I thought no. Gabe Sapolsky was with, uh, formerly ROH and is with Dragon Gate. That may be why I'm thinking of the name. Um, <laughs> yeah, hey, it's, me. I, I, was, I was about to say, I have his email address. Are you yeah, I've about, got like, it, too. So I'm going to follow up on that today because I got it when I, was, um, when I last played Half-Life, uh, The Lost Coast. Uh, he gave it out, and I uh, I emailed it the other day, and it's still a valid email address. So I'm going to uh, email it at some point and try to get uh, try to get what I can from him. But I mean, there's some names out there that I want to get in contact with, and definitely see if I can get them on here. Cool. So, um, Crelly, before we jump into the news bits, what did you think of your liner? <sighs> I mean, it was great. I mean, yeah, fantastic. Nice cheap plug from Magnus in, in return for a drink. So. Just doing things, whatever I can do to get the SNS network out there more and more. 
Well, and, and we're working on that. There's going to be some major changes to the website here in the next couple of weeks. I don't have a certain date as to when that's going to happen, especially with Charles being gone right now. I don't know when he's coming back, hopefully next week. Um, E3 coverage is going to be crazy next week. So uh, look to a lot of changes happening on this network and on the site. So uh, we're definitely growing by leaps and bounds. So stay tuned, guys. But, uh, Sean, let's go ahead and transition into some gaming news, man. Before I, I continue, I apologize to Gabe Newell um, for completely messing his name up on a complete jackass. So, yeah, Gabe make Newell, make sure that he does not hear this show because then he will never come on here. Up. You fucked up. You fucked up. Take step with a fork. But yeah, I I apologize to Gabe Newell. I definitely did not mean to screw up your name, so please forgive me. Going on, uh, there's a few things. We'll start with, of course, the Wii. Um, the Wii successor has been confirmed, of course, by Nintendo. I'm trying to figure out if I can say this name right, but I won't be able to say it, so we'll just go with uh, Nikai. We'll just say that. Uh, the Wii successor has a touchscreen controller and will arrive most likely in Japan uh, in the second half of 2012. They're possibly shooting for holiday, of course. Everybody goes for the holiday season, so holiday season Japan... Uh, we could see it here in America at the same time. So you're, but, you're telling me that it's called Nikai? That is the guy's name that I cannot pronounce. Oh, okay. I don't really know how to how to say the name. I mean, it's it's Japanese, of course. And I'm sorry to a lot of Japanese people, but I can't say your names. So, um, at least he's honest, folks. At least he's honest. I, I am. Uh, the controller will also contain a camera and a rechargeable battery. Kind of like the PS3, it sounds like, with the rechargeable battery, but the camera? I'm kind of questioning this. Uh, according to Adria Song's summary of the subscription-only article, which is the article that I'm currently reading from, the controller will give a tablet-like controls to games and will also be usable as a portable game device on its own. So, Nintendo is basically coming out with a controller that is basically a Game Boy that's touchscreen, has a camera in it and a rechargeable battery. Do we see the next iteration of the Game Boy here? Possibly. That's basically, what it's looking like. Uh, that's kind of jumping out there, definitely. For those guys who were owned a PS3, including you, me, you, Corelli, me, Trent, and everybody else, um, Call of Duty Black Ops Escalation will be bringing the the zombies to the PS3 on June 10th, which is in two weeks. Really? So I, I heard Monday. I heard it. I heard that it, that it had Monday. I could be different for British. I'm not sure. Um, that I heard. Uh, I can't. I can't say who it was, but I, I can't remember who it was. But I was told earlier that it's actually Monday. But I could be wrong. Joystick article says next week, next Friday, I believe the date is. Okay. Uh, next Friday, actually. Yep. Okay. So, um. Yeah. Definitely take a look at that. Um, they're saying $15 was the asking price on the Xbox 360 and Steam. They're probably going about the same same amount uh, for this one, so it definitely will be uh, be out there, and we'll see. Uh, to go along with that, the PlayStation Network's Welcome Back content has, is now available. Um, to all North American users who are listening to this, the PSN Network is extremely bogged down. If you want your stuff, don't try for it tonight. Wait for it later on in the week. I know it's going to be up for until 
July 3rd of 2011. So just just wait and see if you can get it. Um, there's there's five there's five games you get to choose from. Uh, you get to choose two of those games. Uh, you also get 30 days of PlayStation Plus if you're not a PlayStation Plus member. If you are, you will get an extra 60 days added to your subscription. Um, I don't have any word. Oh, actually, here it is. The European Welcome Back content is also rolling out right now. So, I could hear that, Sean. I, I, I was about to say that. It's okay, up so, in the UK, but there's not as much uh, traffic. Like, you're going to download, like, download the game. It's an error, but it, it, it will still download. So there's traffic, but not as much as you're going to get in America. Yeah, there's there's some errors when you download, and I think that's they're currently updating their system still. Um, a uh, report came out from a security expert saying that PlayStation is still extremely vulnerable. That if somebody wanted to, they could go hack them again and possibly get away with it. Uh, I'm not condoning that at all. Uh, PlayStation, though, Sony, you need to get your stuff figured out. I my my wife Harmony was saying that they got hacked again, so. I thought they did. Yeah, I just sent Sean the link. Uh, a, 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 a group called uh, Learn Security have claimed to hack into SonyPictures.com and access details from a million users. Both, Sony both Pictures, okay. Yeah. So that so apparently a million users have been taken from that. Uh, Sony is basically getting screwed over here. So Don Bronx says it best in the chat room. PSN has hacked more times than a Jason victim. <laughs> that is extremely good. And, you know, Sony Sony kind of went about everything wrong with GeoHot. Um, if you take a look at a story that came out about uh, Microsoft this past week, a 14-year-old a actually hacked uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, I believe it was. And Microsoft actually contacted the guy, uh, the kid, excuse me, and gave him an internship. And in, in, in chance to show him what he did, and basically figure out how he did it, so he can go and uh, go and show them how he did it, so they can basically put a patch in, so they can fix that. Um, PlayStation GeoHot, I mean, seriously, it's it's one of those things where they kind of went about things the entire in the wrong way. But when you take stuff away that people actually use and care about, things like this is going to happen. Well, Sean, so. I mean, as far as this kid getting an internship with Microsoft. I mean, only one statement comes to mind. Keep your friends close, and your enemies closer. That's right. Oh, wait, Sean, did you say that he's 14 years old playing yep. Black Ops? That's, that's uh, an 18 game. Too. Which is also an 18 game. Uh, Why would you... Don't, don't even get started, dude. Don't even get started. No, um, but that, 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 that is the most asinine thing I've ever heard. That is rewarding someone for playing the game underage. But Crelly, his parents bought him the game, so it doesn't matter. There is, there are ratings on these games. I mean, parents are stupid enough to let their kids play it. I mean, what do you expect? If his parents go and buy it, you really can't take much action. If a parent bought it, it's different if a 13-year-old kid goes in and picks up a copy of Modern Warfare 2. It's a different situation if his parents go in and buy it and give the game to their kid. There's a parental well, rating, and as long as they're letting him play it, there's nothing wrong with it. Right. There is, it's therefore that we got a bunch of 14-year-old kids on heads that screaming at me. Fuck you, those parents. Yeah, it's basically the parents who, uh, who go by this. I, I, I'm not one to get involved in these conversations because I just don't... I mean, I worked at GameStop. I know 
the, the way things go, and you can explain to the parents the entire time what's in the game. You can explain why it's radium, and they'll just look at you like, yeah, so, so I just, I, I get tired of the argument. I don't even get involved with it half the time, so I'm going to skip over that. Um, according to one of my news sources, GameRant.com, uh, they're saying that possibly there could be a new Legend of Zelda to be revealed at E3. So mark this up on your E3 notes. Um, they could be preparing a, sorry, a Legend of Zelda uh, game for the Project Cafe, which is there, of course, the Wii successor. So if this is, and I think we're coming up on the 25th anniversary of uh, Legend of Zelda. So this could be just like they did for Mario's 25th anniversary where they released the Super Mario All-Star set. So we could be seeing something like that. And if that's the case, I hope for The Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening from the Super Nintendo on Project Cafe. Because I will actually go out and buy it for that game alone. Because that was one of my favorite Zelda games of all time. Well, you know, that's, that's the thing about every Nintendo system that they've ever launched. The first launch titles are a Zelda game, a Mario game, you know, a classic remade game. And as much as I love Nintendo, I really get sick of the same game being made every time they, they debut a new console. I it, mean, yeah, is anybody else with me on that one? I mean, you know, you know exactly what you're going to get every time. Nintendo. A Metroid, a, a Zelda, you know, a Mario game, just a Mario Kart. Always, you're going to get that, the launch of a new Nintendo system. Kind of gets on my nerves. It, it does, and you... you that's why they're saying that third-party games don't work so well on the on the GameCube, Game Boy, uh, Wii, because Nintendo doesn't push them like they would their first parties. Apparently, I was wrong. The name of Link's Awakening was the Game Boy. Um, a Link to the Past. That's right. I'm so sorry about this. I am very tired. I'm sick. I'm on. I'm on the meds. So it, it's going to be one of those nights for me. Well, um, I, I, I tell you what. Why don't we rifle through and I'll let you get some sleep. No, I've got a few more stories. I'm going to get through okay. these. i got at least two more stories. Okay. Well, let, let's hit them. Um, the first one is uh, UFC Undisputed 3 has been announced and will be released in January of 2012. Uh, UFC Undisputed 3 is the, is the third in a trilogy of UFC games created by THQ. Konami has announced Metal Gear Solid and Zone of the Enders HD collections coming to both Xbox 360 and the PlayStation 3, and they're basically recreated for those systems to be high definition. Big news coming out with that, and uh, Hideo Kojima basically came out and said that he's got something planned for E3 this year. So it's going to be something new to find out what came up. A few Call of Duties, but nothing major. It's all rumors, nothing speculation until E3 actually hits. So until E3 hits, I will not give the rumors about Modern Warfare 3 because that's what they basically are. They're rumors. Okay. So that's all I've got on that. Uh, E3 does start on Monday with the, the kickoff of the big three press conferences. Tune in next Friday, and we will definitely have all the news from E3 right here on Unplugged. And I will talk a little bit about Infamous 2. Um, which comes out next Tuesday, and it's definitely going to be a big week for all gaming. 
Very cool. I know next week on this program, we're also going to be doing a review of X-Men First Class. I am going to see that tomorrow with the wife. I will tell you guys my thoughts on the movie. I'm a big X-Men fan, so I can't wait to see how this movie's shaping up. I've heard a lot of good things about it, in all honesty. Uh, I've heard a lot of good reviews, and they're saying that it definitely does justice to X-Men itself. Better than the other ones did. Awesome. So on that note, are we going to bid you adieu? Because I know you're kind of tired. I, I think I'll stick around for a few minutes. It's only 11.51. I think I can stick around to end the show at the most. I got some energy drinks in front of me, so I should be good. All right. Well, with that said, I tell you what, let's go ahead and open up the phone lines because we are on a shortened time schedule. we got about 30 minutes left in the show. So, guys, now is the time if you want to call in and be a part of the broadcast. We'll talk wrestling. We'll talk gaming. We'll talk movies. We'll talk whatever you want to talk about. The number to call, of course, 501-588-7957. If you're on Skype, just add to Sunday Night Showdown. Or if you're in the chat and would like to make a toll-free call, use the Call Me widget on the right side of the chat room and uh, follow the instructions, and it will bring you directly to the Skype line for free. Can't beat free, people. No, can't. JJ, since we're talking about... uh a few things earlier tonight. I wanted to make a comment on something I bought from High Spots uh, during their Memorial Day buy one get one free. Oh yeah. I bought a DVD set called Gaijin Legends of the '90s. Uh, as we know, the the term Gaijin is basically uh, foreigner in, J- in Japanese. Uh, some of these matches are huge name matches that I have always wanted to see. Like one match is Sting and Great Muda versus the Steiner Brothers from '92. Uh, Rick Rude versus Hiroshi Heisei from 94. It's Haas. Uh, Hiroshi Hase. I'm sorry, Haas. Um, there is a Randy Savage match versus, I'm not, I know I'm going to get this wrong, Jinichiro Tenru from the 90, from 91. And, I mean, it just goes down. They've got a lot of the Super Juniors, uh, Pegasus Kid versus J- Justin, Leiter, Justin Liger, um, David Finley versus Justin Liger, um, I mean, there's a lot of great matches on here. I'm very happy to get this in. I can't wait to watch it. I mean, there's even one that I've seen before that I, I can't wait to watch again. It's Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, and Mashihiro Chono versus Kiji Muto and the Steiner Brothers. Nice. I actually saw over the weekend, uh, I was watching, oh, what was it? I was watching uh, the Fight Network, and they were replaying a classic, uh, I guess, Memphis Wrestling. And I got to see the match between uh, Lanny Poffo, the Macho Man Randy Savage, taking on the Rock and Roll Express. And this is the match you probably heard people talk about, where Randy Savage pile drove Ricky Morton uh, on the announce table. And, <laughs> oh, what an epic match that was. That fucking pile driver was sick. He's one of the first people to actually pile drive somebody through a table. That was a big moment for the time. But I tell you what. We've got a phone call coming in, so let's go to the phone lines. Powered by HeadlocksToHeadlines.com. Welcome to Unplugged. Who's this? Uh, my name is Sean. Hey, Sean. I'm a, I'm a first, first-time first caller, so I'm kind of a little nervous. but No reason to be Don't worry. <laughs> I, I'm a big Macho Man fan, but um, I do want to talk about uh, uh, Christian from uh, SmackDown. And I, I, I think we kind of like – I think a lot of people jumped ahead on the Christian – uh, Randy Orton feud because uh, you know everyone thought like he was moving on and Christian got that 
that uh, Sheamus got that title shot tonight, and I don't know. I mean, I I, I thought we just kind of jumped ahead. I didn't think they were going to uh, leave that feud behind, you know, the way because Christian was kind of hot, you know, at the moment. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Um, well, like, I mean, I, I think it's building, though, to something bigger. Even though, you know, Sheamus got the title shot, we saw tonight, you know, he turned on Randy Orton and attacked him after the match. So, you know, I think this is the long-awaited heel turn for Christian that we're going to see a, a possible series over the summer uh, with these two. So I'm, I'm all for it, personally. I think that it's building up nicely. That, that's what I mean, because, I mean, I think uh, th- those, those two have had, like, such great matches and – I think uh, I think the the office saw it and they were like, you know what, we can do something with this, and then we can use uh, you know, like like everyone went crazy when uh, Christian lost the title after like two days, and they're saying like we can use this, you know, we can turn him heel, and I, I feel like they can use like they thought they they can use Christian in uh, in like a bigger sense than they you know like they can use him in a bigger in a bigger way than they have been, you know what I mean. No, I, I agree. And, you know, as far as the IWC melting down, I mean, I understand to a point where they're coming from, but we're talking yeah. about professional wrestling, uh, a business that's exactly. more, you know, entertainment-based. You go back in the history of professional wrestling, and if it was based on the fact that a guy works his ass off, that Bobby Eaton would have been a multiple-time world champion. Uh, yeah. You know, again, you have to have a certain look. You have to have a certain charisma level. Um, or you have to have something that the office values in you that makes you a credible champion or a draw. And unfortunately, yeah. despite the fact that Christian's great on the microphone, he's fantastic in the ring, he doesn't have yeah. the look that the office is looking for for a world champion. And it sucks yeah. at the end of the day, but, you know, like I said, if it was up to hard work, there'd be a lot of guys in in the history of professional wrestling that would have been champions that never made it. Well, that, uh, I, I, yeah, exactly, and like, and like, face Christian, I can see that, but heel Christian, he has like another dimension too. He's like such a different character when he's like a heel character, and like, I, I think he can do so much more that way. I mean, everyone loved him when he first came back, but I mean, I think he's a, he's a much better heel uh, than he is a face. So I mean, I think this is like a good move for him, and I think this really puts him like. Definitely, like he's a top guy, like top heel guy on SmackDown, and like this is a this is a feud that can go through like SmackDown. Like I'm really interested in this, you know, like and I'm really interested in uh, like like the matches these guys are gonna have because I already know they're gonna be good. You know what I mean? So it's I, I'm I'm pretty pumped up for this feud. Oh, I agree. I mean, we've already seen a couple of really good matches between the two, and uh, you know, once we start adding to the mix and putting it on pay per view. I'm sure they're going to deliver. I I really feel like the best thing for Christian right now is a heel turn persona, but I think he needs to be repackaged too. I think he needs a new look. I mean, he just maybe it's me, but he just looks kind of dorky in those damn long tights. Uh, he, he does, he does. But I I I, I want to see what he does next week. You know what I mean? Like he didn't say anything this week. I hope he comes out like I don't know. I I hope he plays like 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 the asshole heel that's like. You don't want like this is my title. This should this this should be my title. Like I don't know if I want to see him like this. My peeps, my peeps, because that seems like a mid card kind of thing, like what Zack Ryder's doing. But I, I want to see him kind of confident. Like I, I'm I'm the best wrestler. This should be my title. And like 
I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. You know, I, I'm I'm interested. That's all I can say. Well, you're definitely intrigued. Uh, anything else before I let you go? Uh, no, that's it. Uh, thanks for taking my call, man. Hey, Sean, thanks for the call, man. We'll, we'll talk to you soon. All right, sir. All right, guys, let's go back to the phone line. We're starting to fill up tonight uh, here on Unplugged. Welcome to the show. Who's this? Ashley is back after a week of absence. Oh, Wh- no one cares. Where have you up. been, man? <laughs> oh, God damn it. That's what happens when you leave your computer on for too long and the fan at the back collapses and the whole stack starts cooking. Oh, shit. Yeah, that'll do it. Yeah. Very nice. <laughs> damn, dude. But- yeah, I know there were people in the chat that's like, Ashley's not here, man. What's going on with Ashley? And I'm like, uh, I don't know. I haven't seen him around. So, you know, they were they were going to start like a rescue party or something looking for you, man. <laughs> I, I thought maybe you were hanging out with uh, thought maybe you were hanging out with uh, Tenacious Snake. We haven't seen him in like months. I don't know what happened to him. He He's on the back of a milk carton last I checked. I mean, <laughs> Tenacious Snake used to be here all the time, and I just don't know what happened to that guy. Last time I saw him, he was on his PS3 about six months ago. Since then, he's he's imploded. I, I do believe so. I know. You find he, him, send he him had, back. He had a hacked account, and then he started adding his friends back. I got a I got a friend request. He was back for two or three weeks, and then I noticed he was gone from Xbox Live. We were no longer friends, and I haven't seen him since. So I have no idea what happened to Tenacious Snake. So if anybody sees Tenacious wow. Snake, find out what the fuck's going on with him. He's like he's like proper snake from Metal Gear. He disappears when he wants to, and you can't find him. Or liquid snake. I don't know, man. He's he's elusive. I don't know what's going on with that guy. So, what's on your mind tonight, Ash? Um, right. Make up for everything I missed. The wrestling. It's been a bit ho hum. There's been quite a bit of good stuff, like the the Daniel Bryan matches the past couple of weeks on SmackDown have been brilliant, and then you get. Technical difficulties with Monday Night Raw. Is it just me, or is Daniel Bryan really transitioning into the Chris Benoit role from SmackDown several years ago? Oh, yeah. He's that guy that that can work with anybody and make them look like a million bucks. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. It's kind of exciting me. If if they do it right, we could... You know, there was something that I saw saying, um, some poll saying... Uh, Daniel Bryan for a champion, well, a major championship by the end of the year, and you never know that could be in the pipeline. Wouldn't it be interesting? Uh, wouldn't it be interesting? We'll put the scenario out there since you bring it up. You got Randy Orton with the title right now. I'd say maybe around Survivor Series, you see Sheamus beat Randy Orton for the belt, and then I'd say a couple months later, just on a fluke, you have Daniel Bryan get a victory over Sheamus and become the world champion, I'll bite briefly. I don't think he'd keep it for long. But wouldn't it be a great story to have him become the champion and then find some way to defy the odds week after week and even have maybe a you know three- or four-month title reign? I mean, that would be a, a huge story for that character because he is just that everyday kind of guy. I mean, he that's his given. He just scare the hell out of everybody and make him win the Royal Rumble. The IWC would melt down if Daniel Bryan had a short total reign. Like every single ROH fanbot would go burn down WWE HQ if Daniel Bryan had like a month long total reign. Because that we're would be insulting the, the Indies. In the Christian Twitter thing, times a million, probably. Yeah, yeah, but okay, look, here's the thing. Despite the fact that Christian had a two day title reign, 
he is a world champion now. He is in the books as a world champion. So he did get paid off for all those hard years that he put in into the business. He got the payoff. He got something that a lot of people haven't gotten. And even if Daniel Bryan is a short-term champion, his name goes in the list of champions in the past that have worked their way up to it. So, I mean, it's still an honor to be a world champion, but, you know, I think the meltdown stuff is crazy. I, I really do. I'm just pleased that he's actually in the world championship title hunt for the first time since when he left in 05. Right. Which, that's a decent angle. And then Raw, you've got... Well, finally, the coal thing's over, dear Lord. I met... I, I, the thing tonight when Booker T was saying, oh, I was a king formerly, I was king of the ring. And then Michael Cole, for some reason, goes, I was a former knight. Really? Yeah, but, you know, here's the thing, though. With, with Michael Cole, this thing is not really over because it seems like Michael Cole, at the end of the day, is still doing his heel stuff to certain wrestlers. I mean, he's still the Miz's biggest cheerleader. So even though he's not doing the same gimmick he was doing, where he's actually having matches and all this and that, and starting shit with Lawler, he's still keeping that, that heel persona. It's just been watered down a bit. So it's not completely over. And it could, it could reoccur again. Yeah. I, I just hope he doesn't get back in the ring again because, dear Lord. Right. I could be up for worst wrestling match of the well, worst wrestler of the year. If we if that even qualifies, I don't even know. Um Gaming I don't know, there's been I mean one of my friends was a bit pissed off the fact that apparently PSN did get taken down as a precautionary measure when the Sony pictures hack happened. So he was like, you know, absolutely pissed off that he couldn't because he was getting ready to get his free downloads and everything and then he checked the code online and it was like oh PSN's being hacked <laughs> which of course it wasn't it was precautionary hack but confusing um, the other thing that interests me yesterday I was watching the Konami conference which I sent a message to Sean and I think this is the biggest thing which they of, of course Konami leave it to the last minute they teased a new Contra game. Yeah, they yeah. did. A, a large flaming sea, if I remember correctly. Uh, and underneath, when... they're coming. That's right. Oh, God, it's they. Oh, God, it's a TNA game with Contra. Dear Lord. <laughs> that was MI News, but I completely skipped over it. I completely forgot about it. Yeah, Contra is uh, coming to the consoles. It was just crazy. Wait, wait, wait. Is, is it they, they version 1 or they version 2? Because there were two versions of they. It's very is it Hulk and, is it Hulk and Bischoff? Or is it or Fortune? It's, it's just Hulk. <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's just Hulk. You know, he's already got a game coming out for the Kinect. He's basically going, I need more games, brother. Brother, The brother needs to get paid, man. I think the wife's yeah. taking everything out of him. Hulk Hogan top trumps is next. Um... Hulk Hogan's brain training for the DS. Um, little big Hulk Hogan for the Sony PlayStation and whatever. How about the Hulk steroid Hogan. mesh? Hulk Hogan, how to lose? How to lose a millionaire? That'd be one game for, for the PC. <laughs> how about how about Hulk Hogan. Hogan? How about Hulk Hogan? How to ruin a wrestling company and still make money? Or perhaps he should take the inspiration of John Cleese's comedy tour and just call it Hulk Hogan Alimony. There you go. There you go. <laughs> so, Ashley, anything else before I let you go, brother? 
Um, transition to movies, they also revealed last night there was basically a whole in-depth look at the new Silent Hill movie. Oh, really? Which was Silent Hill Revelation 3D. And apparently it's going to be based on, or loosely based on, the Silent Hill 3 game. Okay. Which just seems... From what I saw of it, which wasn't a lot, it looks all right. And then um, transition to other things. Hobbit had its titles confirmed this week. With um, Hobbit, what was it? Hobbit and an Unexpected Journey coming out in December 2012. And then there and back again in 2013. And then they've just confirmed earlier on today the new Bond film. The release date is November the 7th. And I'm I'm hoping it's still Daniel Craig, right? Except for me and Chris. You guys don't like Daniel Craig? No. In the UK, it's being released on October the 26th. Oh, for I see. For some reason, the UK is getting it two weeks before. I don't know why. That's because basically the UK funded three quarters of the money. And because Daniel Craig spent about four months with the British forces in Afghanistan learning about the drug trade routes and all that, and learning about all that stuff. So they felt it was necessary to give back to the British, to the, to the UK group, and say, you know what, here you go. We're releasing the movie about a week early. Here you go. Enjoy. Well, bottom line, Her Majesty's Secret Service definitely deserves the uh, pre-screen, considering that James Bond is, in fact, I don't know if you guys know this or not, he is, in fact, British. <laughs> Possibly... The, the royal thing might be right because it's around like end of October when they have like the royal premiere where they basically just stick a film in front of the Queen and go watch this um, so I'm guessing they're trying to needle it in there somehow awesome. make, make, make her actually watch something exciting for a change rather than I don't know she probably isn't interested in Harry Potter probably not she probably lived it already I don't know probably not well Ashley thanks for the call man I'll talk to you soon see you later guys all right, let's go back to the phone lines. Welcome to Unplugged. Who's this? What up, man? It's the Pope. The Pope in the house. What's on your mind, man? Uh, not much, man. Like I was in the chat earlier, and I thought about something. I've noticed that on Unplugged, y'all do wrestling, of course, and y'all do video games, and you do movies every so often. And what I'm wondering is, why don't y'all? Why don't y'all give the TV and give TV any love? Why don't y'all give music any love on Unplugged? I mean, if we're supposed to be doing. We're gonna be entertainment based all the way around. I mean, we should at least give them a little bit of a give the, those forms of entertainment a little bit of love on the show. You know what? We we don't do a lot of music stuff. I mean, I play music. Uh, that's that's about as far as it goes. I don't really listen to a lot of music. Uh, I'm not up to date on a lot of stuff. Uh, it's an idea. We we could do that. I just you know, I've never really thought about it because like like I said, this show covers everything you know from movies to all sorts of entertainment. So maybe it's something we we could start covering on a pretty regular basis. Because I've tried myself like I, I'm with you on that point about music a bit because I'm up to date on things, but I find it a little bit hard to be objective on music today because. I mainly listen to rap and hip-hop music, and I find it hard to be objective toward anything else. I listen to some country music, and that's a little bit odd for me, but I've actually started liking some of it. And 
I like certain rock music, certain rock music, but it's like old school rock that I like. I don't like any of this new school stuff. I hear you, man. I mean, and like a, a, a lot of the new stuff. Oh, go just ahead, gets, a lot of the new stuff gets annoying. You know what really pisses me off? I'll be driving in the car and I'll be listening to like the the, the pop stations and stuff where you got like Katy Perry, and you know it's not that I have a problem with rap music because you know I I like certain rap music, but I really have a problem when I'm listening to music driving in the car and every fucking song now has to have a verse where there's a rap fucking verse in it. You know, uh, now Katy Perry's got a song. It's what extraterrestrial and there's a rap in there and it's like every fucking song now there has to be at least one verse that involves a rap and it's like why do you feel the need to make this happen in every fucking song it just bothers me man i really don't even i listen to rap music but there are certain types of rap music i refuse to listen to because of what they promote i refuse to listen to anything that promotes drug use or that refers to beating women or anything that promotes living in the, the hood life. I refuse to listen to anything like that because it's completely fake. I mean, what do half of these rappers, they're rich. What the fuck do they know about living in the hood now? They might have lived in the hood before, but if they're not living in the hood now, they have no they have no business talking about what they do in the hood, about selling dope. They don't do that. No, I hear you. And then, like, and the aspect of why, like the TV cover, I mean, there's a lot of TV to be covered. I mean, sure, there's a lot of good shit on TV these days. Like, I couldn't, I can't go a week. I can't miss Mad Men, and I can't miss, I can't wait till The Walking Dead comes back for its second season, and then True Blood on HBO. I don't dare miss that. See, I, I just started watching True Blood, like, last season. I haven't seen the first two seasons, but I watched the last season. I don't watch a lot of TV, to be honest, man. I'm either doing a fucking radio show or I'm with my kids or with my wife or, you know, I, I might catch a couple radio shows like or a, a couple TV shows like Smallville, um, which is now obviously done. Supernatural was another one that, that I, I like to watch, but I just don't watch a lot of TV. And so I find now that I'm either playing on my Xbox or I'm on the Xbox watching Netflix. Hell, the whole reason I played the Highlander theme song tonight was because I've been watching Highlander the series. I remember watching that when I was 15, you know, back in, what, 91, 92 when it came out. And so it's just kind of nostalgic for me. So, like, I, I literally find myself watching more Netflix TV shows than I do anything on TV now, you know. So I, I, haven't, I haven't seen Mad Men. I've heard a lot of good things about it. But that's another reason I don't cover a lot of TV shows is because... I'm so far out of the loop, man. I just don't have the time with all the radio shows and everything else I'm doing. It's just hard to get anything in edgewise. Yeah, I'd rather watch Netflix, too, because there's a lot of good classic TV on Netflix. I mean, if I want to watch classic cartoons, I'm going to go on Netflix. Because that's my thing. I love classic cartoons. I hear you. I like, hear you. Like Thundercats and all that. I love that. See, I'm able to catch that on Cartoon Network or like Adult Swim. Because they've been playing G.I. Joe and Transformers and Thundercats. And so I try to watch that when I can. And I try to watch Robot Chicken on occasion if I remember. Because that's, that's a pretty funny show. But that's, that's, that's the extent of my TV coverage, man. I used to watch Raw, but I've stopped watching it. I watch SmackDown. It's the most TV I've watched all night. So it's just crazy. So what, what else is on your mind, man? 
Well, that's pretty much it, man. I just wanted to call in and see about that. I'm like, I was just thinking that we give it. I was just wondering why we gave everything else a little bit of. We gave everything else this fair share. I was just thinking, why not? Why not give music and television its fair share of things on the network? But I can understand the point that we don't. That yo, you p got you guys don't listen to a lot of music and you guys don't listen to a lot of watch a lot of current TV shows. So. It's a bit understandable, but I'm just saying, maybe in the future we could come up with something to do for television and music because I don't play, I watch more TV than I play video games any day of the week. I hear you. Well, it's something to consider for future network stuff, so it's something we can we can definitely look at. I just, my wife would kill me if I started producing another radio show. <laughs> I don't think my marriage would survive. <laughs> I really don't, folks. I'd be single well, again. Well, you did say earlier you... Well, you did say earlier you miss being single, so. Well, don't take that in the wrong context. I said sometimes I miss being single. All right, I, I know I'm not trying to take that in the wrong context. You can edit that out. <laughs> anyway, man, thanks for the call. I will uh, talk to you later, bud. All right, man. All right, let's go back to the phone lines. Welcome to Unplugged. Who's this? Uh, this is Anthony. Anthony, what's on your mind? Uh, I'm going to talk about something that's not been really talked about during the show today. What's that? Um, I I just know just caught watching on um, Zach Ryder's YouTube channel, and I gotta say this guy is hilarious. Oh yeah, Ryder is uh, is super hilarious. I mean, very talented too. I don't understand why he is not getting uh, a push. I don't guess Breaking I will. Breaking a bottle. Go ahead. Breaking a bottle. Him singing "Breaking a Bottle" was hilarious on this week's show. I'm a broski in a bottle. You run me the right way. Sorry, carry on. I like when he was trying to climb the fence. Says, "I'm trying to get over. I'm trying to get over." And when he's arguing, the other guy says, "Zack Ryder does not get pushed. He doesn't get pushed." I was like, "Oh, good use of the in- insider terms." And this, and and on the tweet show, he, he goes, "This is Zack Ryder. This is a WWE. This is a WWE having cold feet about putting Zack Ryder on TV." And I found myself cracking up about that. He is just one funny dude. And I'm not sure how he's not on TV. Like, just give him like I don't know a ten-minute segment, like, and kind of an interview show on Raw. Because okay, here's an example: Zack Ryder was on Raw for five seconds this past week on Raw, and he was trending worldwide number one on Twitter for a five-second appearance. He's over like Rover with the IWC. He's like Matt Hardy, but we actually like Zack Ryder. We don't feel bad for him. We we support Zack Ryder, and I. Like I say, I would love to see him possibly win the like the uh, U.S. title because he he's that over with the crowd. Yeah, because it looks like they're going to set up for Kofi versus Dolph, and if Dolph wins the title, I wouldn't mind seeing Zach go for the U.S. title or at least have him and Kurt Hawkins, since they're apparently back together, go for the tag belts. Ah, uh, I I think the I think the problem with uh with the way that right now they're booking Ryder is on Superstars he's a heel with uh, Hawkins. Yeah, on his YouTube channel, he's a face. I think they have to drop his tag team with uh, Hawkins. Just have him, just have him, each week appear on Raw bit and bit, and then one show have him run out and make the save with Cena, because those those were friends. So have him one day save save Cena from a beatdown, and that will get him over like crazy with the uh, actual fans as well as the as well as the IWC. Or they can just say one week have those guys as heels, and then bring them in Raw as faces. I mean, they have titles. Tyson Kidd coming with new manager every week. 
So they can, from the first time they've been doing something weird. Yeah, you know, that's another thing, too. As much as I like Tyson Kidd, and I think Trent Beretta is a good athlete, how many weeks in a row do I need to see the same match week after week after week? How many times do we need to have the search for Tyson Kidd to have a new manager? Uh, for it only, in the end, it's going to be Natalia that's going to be managing him. It's just, I don't know where they're going with this, but, you know, it is what it is. It's the uncreative yeah, team. Yeah, I think they've I think they been having five matches between those two within, like, the last two months. And I think they're going to have more before it's over. I just, you know, I think this is the 52nd match they probably ever had against each other. It's just crazy. Well, the, the problem is, because they tape superstars just before the war, they cannot use the main players on superstars that would need to appear on war because then they'd be tired. So they have to use the undercard guys to fill up superstars so the main guys are vested for the, for the main show. Because, say, say, for example, if you have, I don't know, Randy Orton appear on superstars and then have him appear on SmackDown, the pop for him appearing on SmackDown will be smaller than him appearing on Superstars. So they can't have Superstars overpower their main show. That's why you have guys like Kurt Hawkins, Zack Ryder, Kozlov, Santino appearing week in and week out on Superstars because Superstars is now just a show for mid-colors. Which I'm not opposed, opposed to. I mean, it's great because on there you, you actually get wrestling. You get proper wrestling matches. And it gives guys, like I say, Tyson Kidd, it gives Zack Ryder a chance to shine. Because they they are overlooked on Raw and SmackDown. Well, Anthony, anything else before we let you go, man? Uh, yes, I like that you had the Magnus one-liner, but I kind of realized something. He was on this show. That one-liner was on longer than Magnus has been on Impact <laughs> Wrestling for the last month. That's a good point. <laughs> That's a really good point. Look at that, Crelly. You're you're getting him over on this show more than Impact. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm not quite sure what Tina what Tina are doing with him. Like they just brought back Desmond Wolf. So they could kind of reform the British invasion, but it seems like they just lost all I did with him. But he he is a cool dude. I I got to speak to him for a bit and got to take shots of him. Cool dude. So let's see what TNA have planned for him. No doubt. All right, Anthony, thanks for the call, my friend. All right, let's go take back. Care. Let's go back to the phone lines, guys. Welcome to Unplugged. Who's this? Hey, yo, guys, it's L Train. L Train, you're going to be the last phone call for the night, man. We're running late. What's on your mind? A lot of orders. Uh... I'm calling in uh, just uh, to say I'm excited for uh, for E3 next week, man. This is the this is one of the big camp, uh, conventions that I really look forward to. Uh, checking all the press conferences, all the new games, and all the new tech that's coming out. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's there's so many games that are, we already know are lined up. A whole bunch that haven't even been released yet. Um, uh, I'm, I'm hoping to hear some good stuff from Sony. I'm wondering how they're going to address the whole PSN issue, if they even are going to bring it up. Uh, I'm pretty sure in some way they will. Uh, maybe try to make light of some things. Uh, good luck with them for that. Uh, I'm curious to see uh, what they're going to show about the uh, the NPG, the new handheld. Uh, oh, yeah. I think I've probably only heard of a, of a few games for that. Wait, uh, wait, wait. Before you continue, uh, the NGP is actually ha- has a new name. Um, it's not official, but the major rumor is, and it's being supported by uh, data they've they've collected from the uh, sources source file from Sony. Uh, the new name is called Vita, uh, V I T A, or Vita, whatever they're calling that. Um, that's the new supposed name for it. And they've also supposedly cut the memory processing power down uh, from what they had to some 
new levels. They've actually cut it in half almost. So that's what's going on with that right now. I thought I had heard some about that, about that, uh, the name that you said. I, I think I heard some about that, that that was a possible uh, uh, name for it. Um, you know, in addition to a lot of the games, I'm wondering when they do uh, bring it up, how much they're going to be uh, talking about it, if we're going to get a price about it. Because I'm not sure if it's going to be like in the fall or something for next year. But I'm, I'm a little concerned about what they're going to be releasing this for. I mean, remember when the PSP first came out like seven years ago, it was 250 and right now we just saw the 3DS a few months ago get launched at that. I'm I'm going to be a little concerned if maybe we might be looking at a $300 handheld that's going to be getting released. I, I would like for I would like to see something a little bit cheaper than that. But you know, with Sony, you know, it's kind of hard to tell. I mean, we had the PS3 at 600 bucks when it came out, so I don't, I don't know. That's it's up in the air a bit. That's the price that this this the supposed price they're thinking about right now is 300 299 um there's no complete info on that either we're everybody's waiting to hear what they got to say um sony does have their press conference coming up and expect a lot of apologies for the entire uh entire debacle as we can just call it now um of the sony hacking i mean there's going to be a lot of words that we said about that um a lot of people said a lot, a lot of people joked that the um, that Sony Network wasn't going to be back up until after E3 because they wanted to do some talking about it. Um, but it came up basically the week before, almost, uh, E3 actually happened. So I'm kind of curious to see what Sony has to say come next week. Um, but as I said as I said earlier, get all your news right here from uh, not Joystick. Get all, your news, get all your news right here from Unplugged. Next Friday, we will definitely. I will definitely have um, all the tips, the tricks, everything from every single um, conference they've got, and I will definitely um, have whatever we're going to need for next week. Believe me, it's going to be a big, big show. I, I cannot wait. I'm kind of curious if they do go the, the kind of jokey, funny route. If they have uh, Kevin Butler walk out first and he tries to. Like uh, start up the screen, and all of a sudden a message pops up that says the Sony conference is down for maintenance. <laughs> uh, that's actually kind of funny because they're supposedly broadcasting it through the PSN Home, um, and I'm really going to laugh oh, if it wow. comes up and says that the PSN Home, as people are logging in, says we're sorry, too many people have logged in, we're down for maintenance, and they're down the entire time, <laughs> and that's all you see on the screen is down for maintenance. Sorry, so. Oh gosh, well. Well, well, we'll see. It's only three days away. Like I said, I can't wait. Check out all the stuff from Sony. See what this Project Cafe is going to have to offer. So I'm looking forward to all the Sony and Nintendo stuff. Um, uh, yeah, I know a lot of you guys are looking forward to whatever Microsoft has to offer. I know they got quite a bit of stuff. Uh, I can't wait. I'm excited. Uh, and I can't wait to check next week on Unplugged to hear all the other news that's going to be coming out. I can't wait to hear what Microsoft has up their sleeve. There is a supposed um, mystery game they're going to be announcing. Um, I'm really curious to see if this is, because this is coming up on the 10th anniversary of Halo, the original release of Halo on the first Xbox, and there's there's been rumors, they've, they've already announced it basically, there is going to be a Halo uh, remake uh, with using the Halo Reach um, engine. 
Now, I'm waiting to see if Microsoft actually brings that out. But there's also the, the major rumor that we could have a release date plus uh, info on Grand Theft Auto V. Um, there's a lot of rumors going around about that. So it's going to be... E3 definitely has a lot to live up to this year. Um, I definitely can't wait to see what they have to say for that. Indeed, All right. Indeed. Well, uh, L Train, thanks for the call, man. We we, we got to wrap things up. No problem. I'll speak to you guys next week. Take care. All right. Sounds good. All right, guys. That's it for the phone calls. We're going to hit a few emails real quick, and then I have got to Van Moose as the wife's getting off work any second now. And, uh, well, I'm still on the air. So we got to wrap this shit up, people. It's just the way it's got to be. So with that said, let's transition into some emails. Hello, everybody. Sorry, I'm a little nervous. I've always really wanted to do this. I have received an email. All right, guys. Uh, this first one comes to us from uh, someone I know rather well. His thoughts are on SmackDown. What's up, JJ? It's your favorite Red Dead <laughs> Redemption Padre in arms, you know, the one who likes to tomahawk your horse, the dead eye. I thought tonight's SmackDown had a nice flow to the telecast. We didn't have a 20-minute promo to begin the show. No, just a one-on-one battle. I give this. I give the show a solid B uh, due to the ring work. Christian's heel turn and building new stars like Jinder Mayhall and Johnny Curtis. Hope to hear some talk about the new games being featured at E3 tonight. Modern Warfare 3, Gears of War 3, WWE 12. Keep up the great work, guys. Always enjoy listening to the archive while working Deadeye. P.S. I wonder what the American dream would have to say to taking out some zombies. Well, you're in luck. Let me tell you something, Deadeye, baby. If the American dream had to fight an apocalypse of zombies, I'm afraid I would have to bring my, my son, the future heavyweight champion of the world, with me so that he could rip the head off the zombies and fuck him in the skull, if you know what I mean. But that's it for the dream. I'm out. Good night, everybody. Peace. You got to love the American dream. Let's see. What else do we have? Ah, here we go. This one comes to us from the Lou. PG is not the problem. Hey, guys, it's the Lou. I just wanted to share a revelation I recently had. Just about every show we hear from someone how PG is the problem with the E. Hell, I have said it before in emails. A lot of us say the product needs profanity and blood and crazy hardcore matches. But let's look at how these things translate to other media. For the past 10 years, Mortal Kombat has been a joke of a franchise. Sure, it has big-tittied women cutting people in half and guys who shoot ice from their hands. But amongst fighting game fans, it's garbage in comparison to Street Fighter and Tekken, neither of which feature gratuitous gore or sexuality. Movies. Can anyone here honestly tell me they would rather watch Starship Troopers as opposed to anything Pixar has ever made? A Bug's Life, Toy Story, WALL-E... It seems to me the problem is poor PG booking as opposed to TNA, which is poor adult-themed booking. Also, I don't really understand the move to PG. I understand it was to help Linda win a political office, but whether the product is PG or not, her opponents always pull out shots of Trish stripping for Vince or her kicking Junior or her kicking JR in the crotch for getting slapped by Steph. It's not like going PG eliminates all the footage, y'all's thoughts. Thanks so much, guys. I was sick as hell all day, but getting to chill out with La Familia makes it all worth it. 
Um, no, you're right. I mean, every time Linda runs for Senate, which she's apparently going to do again, probably in 2012, they're going to pull out footage of Trish, you know, on her all fours, barking like a dog, or Linda McMahon kicking Jr. in the crotch. You're right. It's just that's the way politicians throw dirty pull. And, you know, it is kind of hypocritical when you think about Vince McMahon coming out and saying last year that he regrets the attitude era. Well, if he regrets the attitude so, you know, the era so much, then, you know, it's funny to me because it made him a billionaire. So I don't really get the butt hurt there. You you can say whatever you want, but we know it. In the end, you made the money. So I just think it's hypocritical. Whether Linda gets in this time or not, we'll see. That's if she even runs, but... I agree. I don't. I think it's bad PG booking. I mean, you look at the old product back in the late '80s, early '90s. It was PG. You know, everything prior to the Attitude Era was PG. And in the PG era, you had blood. You had guys bleeding in the ring. It happens. I just the way they're running things now. You know, they're really wanting to sell to those five, ten-year-old kids that love John Cena. But we'll see what where it goes from here. Let's pull up one or two more, and then we got to get out of here, people. E3 question and new Nintendo Project Cafe. Hey, JJ, long-time listener, first-time emailing. I hope this email can be read and unplugged this week, just before E3. I need to know what you, Chris Kelly, and Charles think. A lot of your game talks, there has been something missing. That is Nintendo. I know Charles brought up the Project Cafe in an older episode of the CauseCast, but you guys never really have gone into detail of what you think it will be and if you think Nintendo is back in the hunt this time around. Well, we did kind of cover that earlier, um... I'm looking forward to seeing what they have to offer. I'm just sick of the same old Nintendo games being remade on every Nintendo system. As you know, E3 is coming up, and there has been a lot of buzz about the big Nintendo. I would like your thoughts on what you think Nintendo will be bringing to the table this time around. Word is they're going to be doing, uh, going in a new direction and try to bring back those gamers they once lost with a less impressive Wii took off in a different direction than the PS3 and the Xbox 360. The system is supposed to be more powerful than both the PS3 and Xbox and will be attracting and trying to bring back more third-party games. Thank you for giving us a video game wrestling show that's incisive and entertaining at the same time. Keep up the great work. Mike from Windsor, Ontario. Thanks, Mike. I appreciate it. Um, I think Nintendo needs to compete with Sony and Microsoft, and I think they need to get back into the hunt that made them famous. You know, Wii was great for motion gaming, but at the same time, they were looking to get you know, the grandparents involved in gaming and mom and dad involved in gaming. You really want to appeal to gamers. They don't want motion sense and shit. They want to sit down on the couch and they want to play a game using the controller. And they don't want some, you know, graphically inferior product. So I think that Nintendo does need to step it up and get back in the hunt and maybe do something that Sony and Microsoft haven't done like they did with the Wii. And let's face it, six months from then, you know, they'll both steal the idea from Nintendo. It's how the world revolves. Right, guys? When I think of gaming, I don't think of sitting here using a nunchuck. I think of spending my time on a a handheld console gaming. And like I say, Nintendo has gone away from that. They've tried to become more fitness-based, more motion-based. And whilst the PS3 has the move and Xbox has the Kinect, that... You, you still have the choice of going to get a control pad and sitting down. You don't have that for the Wii. So if, if, if this new console is more based back to uh, using a control pad to play the game and with better graphical processors than the PS3 and Xbox, 
go for it because that that could be a viable contender to take over the PS3 and Xbox's spot as the main uh, gaming console. Sean, what your I, thoughts? What, what, what I expect, uh, I'll do this right quick, what I expect the new Wii to be is basically a sit-down controller style, but also the Wii as, as its own. It will have the ability to do motion, motion control gaming, but it would be like the 360 where you have to stand in front of the sensor with the, the, the stuff and actually do that instead of uh, having to be, use the, um, the controllers the entire time. You'll actually be able to stand up and use the controller instead of having to just use the controller the entire time. You can sit down and play. You can stand up and play. You can do whatever the heck you want. Nope, I agree. Guys, any final thoughts before we, uh, we break out of here and then obviously come back next week with uh, a huge show? We're going to be covering a lot of the E3 stuff. And uh, Crelly and I were talking earlier today, and it looks like we've kind of <laughs> hit upon an interesting scenario looks like we're going to have two interviews next week, and I'm not really sure how I'm going to play this out yet. But uh, one interview will air on the program, and perhaps the other one might be bonus content that I release on the site, uh, not affiliated with the show, but uh, definitely something to stay tuned for, and uh, we'll let you know exactly what's happening. But next week is going to be a huge show right here on the SNS Radio Network. So I'm going to kick it over to Crelly. Any final thoughts, my friend? Well, as you said, next week will be a massive show. Two interviews lined up. One will air, one will not. I am off to go get a train up to London to go meet Kurt Angle. I'm going to go represent WNL, the SNS family, because it's real. It's damn real. Anthony in the chat says, any hint to who they are? Um, Well, one is female, one is male, and they both have worked for the WWE and TNA. And those, ladies and gentlemen, are your hints. Good hint. <laughs> That's the hint, huh? I'll take a guess after the show. But um, E3 next week. E3 starts on Monday. Be prepared. A lot of pre-E3 stuff coming out. Um, I Also, I forgot to say this. If you're a Duke Nukem pre-order, the demo codes came out today. Go get your demo for Duke Nukem. It is definitely a game you have to play. It's way, way out past left field. Uh, possibly hitting the moon. Um, as as always, there's only three simple things I have to say. U4L, unplugged for life. And I'll give you another hint real quick before we, we wrap the show. <laughs> one of them is from one of the most famous tag teams in the history of professional wrestling. And, you know, we actually had one of them on WNL not too long ago. So there's your hint. And, and one of them was the Diva Search winner. So there you go. If you can figure those two out, then you're going to know. And we'll be announcing, obviously, the interviews on Monday for Wrestling News Live. But uh, those those are your hints, guys. So on that note, it's time to get out of here. On behalf of the fucking foreign kid, Chris Kelly, HeadlocksToHeadlines.com, the sensational sequel, Sean, and, of course, myself, Mr. Money on the Mic, JJ, all caps, sexy. We will see you next week for another edition of Unplugged. And since I watched Real Genius the other night, I've got a song for us to go out to. I'm JJ Sexay, and you've just been unplugged. Good night, everybody.
Fuck you. You're cool. And fuck you, I'm out.